Hi everybody! Welcome to Tonko Cast number 33. Six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this year, it's our, or this post, it's our annual end of the year Tonko cast. Yep. With our fearless leaders. Me and you. Mm-hmm. No. With Robert Dyson Zen. Mm. Yeah. But they're not here right now, so. Mm. So it's me. And me. Enjoy. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to our first day back in 2019. To Tonko House. Um, we thought we would record a Tonko cast reviewing 2018 um, and share it with you guys. Hi, this is Zen Miyake from, uh, uh, yeah, I'm at the Doki um, Studio. And it's a dice. I'm actually joining from Japan. Yeah, we'll share a little bit why Dice is out in Japan and what he's been up to uh, while he's out there. He'll be out there for quite a while. Um, so the studio will be quiet while he's gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We just wanted to share a little bit what we shared at CTN this year. So if you went to CTN this year and saw our Tonko House talk, some of this might be old news. But um, but we wanted to share with people who weren't able to make it um, and then talk about some other things, as well as the fact that Zen and Dice couldn't be there. So, so yeah, 2018. I think, you know, uh, every year we theme our years. Every year we do a talk and uh, about the year. And for us last year, 2017... Um, we really, we coined it like a year of struggle. Mm. Um, and it was a struggle. Yeah. Um, but we had no idea, I think, even what struggle meant until th 2018. <laughs> um, and in 2018, I think, you know, we all talked. And I think for all of us and for the company, it was a bit of an identity crisis. Before we talk about our future and about all the exciting things that have been going on this year, uh, I always like to just go back to our origin, to like where we started. And when we started, we were just, you know, it was almost just the three of us. And we had the one room, one room studio. It's now expanded into four rooms um, this year. Um, last year. This last year, that's right. Now that we're in 2019. Wait, we, have four. we have four rooms, Dice. Uh, you've been gone to Japan only for about two weeks, <laughs> but um, we have four rooms. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we only had three rooms. We have the art room. And then we have yeah. the original Tonko House room, which expanded into two rooms. And then we have our gear room. Oh, I see, I see, I see. No, got it. Yes. While you're sharing your wisdom with us, Dice, one thing that I wanted to return to in our origin of this studio was actually something you had said to me um, when we worked at Pixar together, actually. Um, and I'm going to do it in my best Dice voice that I can muster. Um, <clears throat> you had told me when we were at Pixar clarified for me that uh, in working for, for a big studio like Pixar, you had told me, you had made it really clear that I'm an artist who works for a studio, but I am not a studio artist. And I don't know if you remember that, but definitely for me, this is something you said that stuck with me. Um, this clarification of drawing a line between your own self-identity and the identity of the studio you worked for. And that's something that I think, you know, this year meant a lot more to me then even when it when you had told me that originally and, and clarifying about your own where you saw yourself, um, that helped me through this year. This year was really overall a, a, a good year in the beginning. We had three big projects that we were super excited about, um, that we were all feeling like 
we are going to make these projects this year. This year is the year of making stuff. Um, this year meaning like 2018, 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, 2019, we will we'll definitely get to. But in 2018, our hope was that these three projects, you know, will begin to see the light of day and start to get made. And one by one, uh, throughout the year, each of these projects, for their own individual reasons, kind of started to collapse on us or partnerships started to wither away promises that had been made or things that had been talked about in high hopes and good intent uh, for different reasons fell apart. And this was pretty devastating for us. I think uh, all of us kind of, I remember there was a moment where we talked about one of the projects, uh, one of these three projects, and we were like, you know, I remember asking you then, like, what do you think are the chances that this project's going to go? And, you know, we were kind of agreed, like, I think like 75, 80% chance. And then within the next week, for all these different reasons outside of our control, the project collapsed in a way. Um, It was definitely a humbling moment. And I think one thing that it did for us is that at least I think all of us internally were torn up, but externally, I think we all try to prop each other up and say, ah, we'll be fine. We'll figure things out. But I know internally I was definitely struggling. I think, uh, uh, I think uh, the collapse of three projects really affected the studio and, you know, like even the leadership uh, because that really tested our original vision. And it, there was really nothing we could do on all of them. I mean, and very, very difficult because it, it, so many factors came in to play. And um, ultimately we just felt uh, powerless. I think we had a lot of great um, moments uh, throughout the journey of Tonko House, but I gotta say this was the hardest moment since we started Tonko House. Whenever you succeed, I feel like a lot of people don't question their success. I think failure, inherent to failure, is questioning what are we doing wrong or what are we doing that is not working. Um, And for that, I don't know that we immediately had answers. I think that we all felt like we were doing everything we could to make these things. Um, and I truthfully feel like it was it's the best that we could do at the time. And I, I don't think that, you know, in a different time, a different place, I think that they might have been just fine. But I think given what where the status of where things are in the industry and who we were working with and who we were talking with, there's all sorts of none, none of these things happened in the same way, in a way. But the result of it was definitely Tonko House being left with um, a feeling of, Failure. So with all the kind of difficulties that we had, I think that I, I do think the silver lining and, and the positive, the genuinely positive thing about it is Tonko House's ability to bring in other artists. And I think for such a small shop that we are, I think a lot of people who are out there don't realize that we're a pretty small shop. And there's a lot of amazing artists that have come to our aid and helped out to work with us and work on Tonko House projects. Um, in these certain times. And that's what's been really great about uh, some of the work that we brought in this year was we were allowed, you know, we were given the opportunity to work with really great, amazing artists. Um, uh, you know, people that ranged from, you know, the Odomo project for NHK that we did allowed us to work with some amazing animators and directors. Working with Cuckoo allowed us to build a pretty incredible art department with really incredible artists. But I think, and also in Japan, right? Our, yeah. our team in Japan was able to grow um, and we were able to bring on um, new artists over there. So I think, you know, with all of that, I think 
it was that reminder of, you know, what you had said a long time ago, Dice, about, you know, being an artist who works for a studio and not being a studio artist, that when I looked around us and we were able to pull these artists in, we were able to grow Tonko House through the identities of other artists, um, people who on, in their own right, independent of Tonko House, were had their own vision, had their own identity and their own sense of who they are and what they wanted to say. And in this brief moment in which we were able to work together, we were able to align our own identity with their identities and make some great artwork um, over the years. So even though we did you know, work for other studios, uh, I think what was great about it was seeing and being reminded constantly by the artists that surrounded us of this sense of identity, sense of being a, a person who has their own ambition, um, vision for what they want to put into the world and finding Tonko House to be a place where they could do it. And it meant for us as a studio to ask, well, what does that really mean for us as a studio? Mm -hmm. So if as an individual artist, we're asking ourselves what our vision and identity is, you know, as a studio, I think with all of the hardship we went through this year, I think it forced us in a way to reinvestigate who we are and why we're doing it. And as a studio, what does it really mean to have artists uh, that have their own identity? And what does it mean for Tonko House's identity? And it was really fun to see like all those projects, like whether it's a Cuckoo project or Odomo project uh, or even Kumamon, that all of them had uh, you know, utilize those projects to kind of bring in their own artistry and craftsmanship. And I actually don't remember saying what you, you know, you're pointing out here, uh, oh, really? but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I, but I, I, I definitely fully, uh, believe in that philosophy and, uh, and that actually, I feel like, you know, that kind of, a uh, approach, uh, through each individual will make the work of the actual studio uh, stronger. Um, and I think a lot, every artist who worked at Tonkos last year proved to, to that idea. And I, I, I am very, very uh, excited. In a while, we had so many struggles um, on our projects, but I, that's one area that I'm so proud of. All our artists just kind of brought so much to uh, the culture of Tonka House and the future of Tonka House. Yeah, and I think one thing that became really clear is that we're only as good as our own kind of dreams or ambitions. We're not anything more than that, but I also think we're not anything less than that. And I think embracing what uh, the vision that was here and to make the things that we really believed in, it took just as much effort to make good you know do good service work as it does to create our own things it's not like because we were doing work for another studio or another group of people we put in any less effort and with that we looked around and, and talked to all the people and looked at all the people that were here at tonko house and we just felt i just remember feeling like oh my gosh i can't believe the caliber of artists that we have here and the kinds of people we're you know able to work with here at tonko house and I was really blown away and humbled by that because I feel like we should be making things that everybody here wants to make and, and the creators that are here want to make. And so I think at a certain point in the year when things were kind of a little bit getting a little bit hairy for us or, or our identity was getting lost, we turned to the people that we looked to here as our creative leaders. Um, and, you know, one of those artists that we brought in uh, to work on the Dam Keeper poems was this 
uh, amazing animator Eric O, who directed our Dam Keeper poem series. Um, and it was really interesting because one of the three projects that collapsed this year was actually one of Eric's, but it was right around the time when we were finding out about several of these projects collapsing is also, you know, of course, when things start to go south, you start to wonder, does, does anybody want what we're making anymore? Do people, you know, even what we have made, is it really very good? Like, is there any audience out there for it? And I remember just feeling so doubtful about maybe we did something wrong here. Our big project, the Dam Keeper Future, we decided to leave Fox. You know, that was the huge devastating news. And then within a week of that news, Eric's project uh, collapsed. And he was already in, in France. He was traveling to Annecy uh, because uh, the film that he directed uh, previously, uh, The Damn Cube Poems, was nominated. So he was there. Uh, um, and we were debating, right? We were debating among leadership whether we tell Eric uh, that his project, while he's away, uh, collapsed. And it was really hard because, you know, we didn't want Eric to... Uh, we didn't want to steal thunder uh, while he's having fun at Annecy. And it was really hard. Uh, this is, you know, in the end, we decided not to tell him. Um, and then, uh, you know, while he was at Annecy, like some of the screenings he went to of his own film uh, didn't play the sound and there was a mistake. And I remember like the night before the ceremony, award ceremony, he called me and, and he was completely devastated. He was like really feeling horrible. And, and on top of that, he did still not know, he had not known that his new project collapsed and I could not dare to tell him. And then he actually won the best of the show in the television uh, animation category. It, it was just like a lifesaver for Tonko House. We didn't end up telling Eric until he came back. I, I think at least he had a big crystal award to go to sleep at night with um, while he nursed his, uh, the other wounds that were left. <laughs> so Eric is someone that, you know, we continue to look at for creative leadership and, and someone who we look at as one of these artists who brings their vision to Tonko House in that we started to work on something new, um, a project. So it's really interesting through the making of this project. So Eric's father is like this, you know, really brilliant mind, I guess, in robotics. Um, and with that kind of personal attachment to robots and, and kind of this part of science that is in some ways so far from what we do, but in some ways very related um, in terms of its creativity, Eric wanted to tell a new story that is kind of very much in the Tonko House fable-like tradition, but set it as like a story in the future, kind of a once upon a time in the future um, fable uh, that involves a robot uh, set out in space. And it's really interesting to me that Eric has chosen to tell a story about humanity, about his own journey in life, um, and some of the struggles that he's gone through over the last year. And really kind of, to be honest, I think, bearing his soul a little bit uh, and using this robot to tell a story about humanity. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's a 2D feature film project um, that we're excited. It's is in development right now at the studio. So another artist that we were able, you know, one of our favorite artists uh, that you and I work with back at Pixar, and um, we were really excited to be able to invite to join Tonko House this year was Chris Sasaki. That's right. I mean, Chris was probably by far 
one of our uh, favorite character designers in the industry. I mean, he is known as a character uh, art director or the production designer at Pixar, but he came in with a little more than just the character designing skill set at Tonkos. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that was exciting about Chris as a designer is the amount of t thought and story he puts into all of his designs. And I think this year, Chris brought a project um, that was called Stillwater um, that is this period piece set, you know, during the Dust Bowl, during the 30s, the, the Great Depression. Um, and it's a story where really about this little town called Stillwater in which people come and go and the people that are there really are stuck there trying to get out and other people who are coming to Stillwater are actually trying to get lost and it's this little kind of anthology of all these different characters that live inside of uh, this town and I in animation I gotta say I've never seen a story quite like this um, it has a lot of darkness it has a lot of magic in it a lot of adventurous uh, kind of fantastic quality to it um, and just a wonderful cast of characters uh, who all are kind of struggling in their own ways with um, the hard parts of life, um, depression, and some of the things that I think as a generation we hope never to go through. But um, it's really, I mean, for lack of a better term, I think it's really fun. I think it, it's a story that I haven't seen in animation. Um, and it takes, it takes all of the kind of sensibilities of Chris and puts it up on screen. Um, and I really can't wait. It's a series that we're developing. Um, and as you can tell from the visuals, you know, Chris is, um, he's not so bad. He's pretty good. He's pretty good at making um, great visuals. <laughs> I, I think uh, I have to say, you know, of course, I was so excited that Chris joined Tonka House, you know, because he is the character designer of the Dam Keeper. And, you know, as Chris transitioned into this role, story or writer even uh, I I didn't know that part of Chris to be honest I mean you know I think we believe in good designers or good storytellers and oftentimes in this animation industry if you're a visual development artist or if you're art directors or production designers you're the only kind of creating visuals and it, it's such a misconception um, like good animation design comes with the good storytelling uh, sensibilities and and I think that's why we always loved Chris's work because he put so much story into his work. And when he created uh, Stillwater with his own writing and story, I, I was absolutely blown away. And you know, that's a, that's an incredibly pleasant surprise and an amazing, amazingly inspiring uh, thing that happened in 2018 here at Tonko House. Yeah, and you know, so this is something that we continue to work on, and and these two projects are, you know, based on two of our creators here. But then also, um, there's also the project that you're working on, Dice. Part of the reason why you're in Japan, um, a project that internally we've called Oni. Because you know, at the end of the day, I think we have so many stories we want to tell and we want to share with the world. And one of the stories that I wanted to uh, bring to the table was this Japanese folklore. Uh, stories, um, you know, the country that I grew up with and the culture that I grew up in. Part of the reason why you're in Japan is because we're working with a, you know, in, in a medium we've never worked before. That's right. This, this is our first project that's in stop motion. Uh, there's an animation studio called The Dwarf. It's the best 
stop motion studio in Japan, definitely one of the best in the world. Uh, they're famous for Domokun and Komaneko, and and we all always loved uh, their work. And you know, uh, we even did some small kind of a event projects. You know, when we did the exhibition in in Ginza a couple of years ago, but, but the finally dream have come true, and you know, we decided to collaborate with Dorf, and uh, we're developing this project in Japan this year for us. You know, while again we're started at the start of 2019, and uh, we have three projects again. But I think the big difference is is where we sit with these projects and how we see these projects. I think we identify in terms of who we are and what we're putting out there. I think our ambition is, is, has grown. And I think that if, in many ways, we're doubling down with our own identi identity and, and kind of nestling in with uh, who we are as artists and who we are as a studio. And I think with that, you know, I think I, I can already see that 2019 is going to be our year for risk. I don't know where we are at the end of the year. But I do know that this year we are going to try with all of our might to get these projects that and these people, these artists that we believe in up on the up on the big screen or the little screen or the mobile screen, whatever screens they may be. But we want to make and tell these stories that I think are our identity, I think, our stories that we're capable of telling. So with 2019 being the year of risk, I think also a lot of people are probably wondering what happened with the Dan Keeper project. Um, um, the Dam Keeper project is alive and well. You know, we're continuing to work on it. It's a project we really believe in. I think the amazing part about growing through the journey last year is we learned a lot as filmmakers and storytellers. We learned a lot about the business of making film and what it takes and some of the great things about it, some of the hard things about it. Um, but the great thing about getting the project back, getting the world of the Dam Keeper back, is that we also get to pull it back um, to the world, you know, get our characters back in a way, get our worlds back. And with that, you know, we kind of have the opportunity to keep making products. So this year in Japan, uh, you know, we finally got to make that fox plush that we've always wanted to make. Um, and the book series is still alive and, and well. You know, book two came out this year. Book three is off to the printer and being printed. And book three is coming out in July, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I think that the feature is still a story that we're continuing to work on. We're, we're continuing to make, but you know, really the way we're excited to grow that world and expand that story and those characters. And, you know, as, as day by day passes, I feel like our, you know, this world hasn't gone away for us and these characters haven't gone away for us. And every step we've taken on it has only deepened the journey for us. And I, I, I can't wait um, to, you know, share with everybody more of what that feature could be and, and what it is, uh, what that story is. And at the same time, we've been doing, taking the exhibition that we've been doing every year in Japan and starting to travel it. And this year it went to Fukuoka where we had the opportunity to build this amazing little cardboard maze for families and children. Um, I didn't get to go, but Zen, you and, yeah, that you was and looking, Dice got to go. Yeah, that was really looking good. It's like, this new thing about this little maze thing that we call it uh, uh, Tonko Town. Uh, all like so many children were like running around, and uh, that was really great. And so hopefully we can do the similar thing next year as well. Uh, but we are cooking uh, exhibitions uh, 
uh, for the next year, I mean, this year、uh, as well, like one in Tokyo and the other one in、uh, uh, potentially in Korea. Yeah, this continues to be a big part of what we do. I think this is something that is a little different about our studio than a lot of studios is the fact that we, of course, we, our passion is making film and telling stories, but I think also there are other opportunities to tell stories, whether they're through space or product or books.、Um, I think we continue to find new opportunities and new ways、uh, to tell stories and interact with our audience. You know, some of our artists in Japan,、uh, here's Hiro Nagasuna,、um, worked at some, did some workshops with local artists.、Um, here's Toshi, his hometown is actually Fukuoka, so he got to go back home,、uh, kind of a hometown hero. And, Do some artwork and do a workshop where they made little zoetropes with children. And,、um, you know, all of that continues to be an, an enriching kind of experience for us. And, and also, I think we continue to push to find where, where our audience is and, and where our stories can affect people, but also where just our interaction can also have an effect on young artists. And it's something that we're excited about. And the Dam Keeper continues to be. That story and that world that we created、um, a few years back that continues to expand. And we, we believe that a lot of the projects that we're working on currently are actually have that nature. And,、um, and I think that's where the real risk is for us is you know, we are going to do an exhibition in, in Shinjuku,、uh, Tokyo this year. That'll be different than any other exhibition we've ever done before. And for the first time, we'll go to Korea. You know, it, it's, it's a new place for us, it's a new world. And, Um, but we're already excited by some of the partners that we're lining up to be a part of the exhibition. And we think、um, it's a really it's a different way of meeting a new audience than just our film. I think um, um, ending our sort of partnership with 20th Century Fox,、uh, working on a feature, Dam Keeper Feature, I think,、uh, as you said it at the CTN talk,、um, I think there's no one who doesn't want to make great film in Hollywood. Everybody's purpose is to make as great of a film as possible. But everybody has different opinions as to how to do it. And everybody has great opinions, great ideas. And,、um, and I think、uh, with our、uh, level of experience, we just kind of listen to everybody. And in a way, just kind of <clears throat> we start to lose sight of what we originally wanted. And、uh, I think it's, re- it's really representative of what happens. To a lot of people,、um, everybody has a good intent. Everybody wants to make a great film. Everybody has great ideas. But at the end of the day, we have to kind of go back to where we started and why we're making it. And, and in a way, kind of bringing the Dam Keeper project or the characters in the world back to the hands of Tonka House allows us to、uh, do these things like the exhibitions or the books or the products that, in a way, that we believe in. 2019 is here, and、uh, you know, it's super early in the morning with Dice, so we're really glad that he was able to join us from Japan.、Um, but we're also really thankful that you guys out there continue to listen and follow Tonko House's journey. I think you know, this is a year that we're looking to take some big risks and trying to tell our own stories and find its audience, and you guys are、uh, a big part of that, big part of us still being here and in our fifth year, and,、uh, and also. You know, a big part of, underst- of our community、um, as we look for new ways to share our stories,、um, whether it's through books or products or、um, our films. I think at the end of the day,、uh, 
as creators, we need our audience and, and you guys have been so incredible uh, to us and, and, and really following us and supporting us. So thanks for doing that and, and continuing to do that. And uh, yeah, and look out for new events on all of our social media this year. Um, and we'll continue to release new YouTube videos and uh, a new branding effort overall. 